0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, Agun Erev Yomtiv, Agun Erev Shabbos. Thank you everybody for joining today. Actually, for me, it's a very big simcha. Because this year, we call original insights on Vizoy Sabracha. I began Parshas Barashas, and I didn't know how far it would carry. I didn't know how many original insights there would be, you know, just because... You have an insight on Barisha's it doesn't mean uh, anything further will come. So I thank the Ribanashalam that um, we were able to carry this all the way through Vizois Habracha. Actually we're working on making a safer out of the series of this Shuram that we did this year. So I thank everybody for being Mishtatev and hope as a Sashem we should all be Zoycha to uh, greater understanding of Torah in the coming year. Okay. So the Parsha begins Vizois Habracha. And this is the blessing. So, first observation is, what do you mean, and this? Why do I need the letter Vav? And this, Vizois. and this. should just say, Zois HaBracha, this is the Bracha. Vizois implies that it's connected to what we said previously. So, the, uh, we want to explain as follows. It's connected to the previous Pasuk. Previously, it says, Hashem tells Moshe you could go up to the mountain, you'll see Eretz Yisrael, but don't go there, I'm going to give it to B'nai Yisrael. So just imagine a second. Moshe Benu is standing there with B'nai Yisrael. He goes up to the mountain, Hashem says, Look, these guys are going to go in, you're not going to go in. How do you think you would feel, right? Imagine if you were in a situation where everyone is being given a benefit and you're being left out, would you then have the generosity of spirit to turn around and bless these people, you might feel a certain tsaros ha'ayim, stinginess, to go turn around and then bless the people. But the Torah says, even though all of Klai Yisrael went into Israel, and Moshe Rabbeinu did not, Moshe Rabbeinu gave them a bracha, B'leva of Sholem, vizois ha'bracha, and this is the bracha, he did not have any feelings of tsaros ha'ayim when he gave that bracha. So perhaps that's the reason why we have the letter of Vav there, indicating that he was not at all. Um, he was not at all stingy in the, bracha, in the bracha that he gave. Then the pasuk says, "Kol biadecha, all of his holy ones in his hand." Says Rashi, this refers to the souls of the tzaddikim that are gonos, that are deposited with hakadosh The pasuk says, V'zois habracha asher birach Moshe. So the question is, why all of a sudden, when Moshe Rabbeinu is giving a bracha, does he say, by the way, the souls of the tzaddikim are with Hashem? What does that have to do with anything? How does that fit into the context? of what we're discussing. Mahesh is giving a Kalei Bracha, of what relevance is it, that the souls of the Tzadikim are gonos with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we could say as follows. The Pasuk previously says, that the Torah was written before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with black fire on white fire. So that means the Torah existed up in Shamayim, black fire on white fire. We could say when Hashem gives the Torah to Klal Yisrael, that Torah always retains its original state of being lefana, of being in Hashem's presence. Since originally when the Torah was written, it was written in Shemayim with black fire on white fire. So those who are makabal, the Torah, they always retain the Original state of the Torah that it's before Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So anyone who learns the Torah, he acquires the ability to always be in the hands of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. knows itai, because since the Torah was kasuv chayra ish lavana. Therefore, those who learn the Torah will always be before Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Then the pasuk says, They are implanted. <coughs> they are pegged in, they are they are um, imprinted, they are pegged into his feet. Rashi says they are worthy of this because they implanted themselves into the bottom of the mountain. Rashi, the Tzib says, Tuku is a Lashon of within, taykh. You could say that there's an idea that when HaKadosh Baruch who married Klal Yisrael, he did so. The Balaturim says the Kesef, Bishtar, Star, Balaturim even says the word Veavoya, and I will come upon her is Gemachia Bebia. So there was a Kenyan Ishos that Hashem made to Klal Yisrael. You could say this is Marumas <coughs> in the Pasuk, Him tuku L'raglecha. So we could say like this, Rabbi Yisai, the Pasuk says. Called Kedoshah Biadecha, the souls of the righteous are always in the hands of Hashem. But why are they always in the hands of Hashem? Why are the souls of the righteous in Hashem's hands even after a person dies? The answer is because Hashem married Klal Yisrael, and the responsibility of marriage is <laughs> the responsibility continues. Even after one spouse departs, Mamela, since God married us, therefore He's, so to speak, He will, He's required to, for us to be in His domain forever and ever. Now the Pusach says, Shema Hashem kol Yehudah, says Rashi, Shema <laughs> is a reference to Shemayin, if you look in the bracha that Moshe Beno gave Kalei Yisrael, he gave only a bracha to Ruvain. He didn't give Shimon a bracha. He gave to Ruvain, he gave to Levi, he gave to Yehuda. He skipped Shimon. Why did he skip Shimon? It says, Rashi, there's a remez to Shimon. in the word Shema. So to me it's always interesting that Shimon is always found within Yehuda. Where else do we find this? In Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, when Yehuda got a Yerusha, Shimon's Yerusha was a mu- was within the boundaries of Yehuda. Why is Shimon always hanging out with Yehuda? His bracha is mentioned within the bracha of Yehuda. We could say as follows: You know the all forty years Yehuda's bones were rolling around. Why? Because. He- He wanted to be Mesakein Mechiras Yosef. How did he want to be Mesakein Mechiras Yosef? He took upon him the responsibility. Let's say it as follows, Rabbi Yisai. Let's say it like this. Why did the Shvatim sell Yosef? Who sold Yosef? Shimon. Why did Shimon, why did he take the initiative to sell Yosef? He took the initiative to sell Yosef because he passed, and Yosef was a Meyrid, but Malchus Yehuda. And anyone who's Meyrid, but Malchus is, should be thrown to the snakes and scorpions. So Shimon and selling Yosef was standing up for Malchus Yehuda. Memela, the reason why Yehuda even got involved in trying to um, take responsibility for. Binyamin is to rectify the sin of Yosef. Therefore, we always find Shimon and Yehuda are hanging out together. Because Shimon was the one who wanted to protect the malchus of Yehuda. Okay, let's move on. It says Moshe went up from the plains of Mayav to Harnavai to the top of the peak facing Yirechai, and Hashem showed him the whole land. So I want to say um, a very important chidush. The Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah there are 50 gateways of wisdom. Moshe Rabbeinu was given 49 except for one. However, we have a tradition that on the last day of Moshe Rabbeinu's life he was given the 50th level of wisdom. How do I know that? Says the Shla, Vayal Moshe He went on up from the plains of Moev. Moev is 49. El Har Nevoi, Nun He went up to the 50th level. He went up to the 50th level. So if, now there's a principle that Eretz Yisrael is the land of Torah. And each chilek of the Torah corresponds to a different part of Eretz Yisrael. And if you master, let's say, one Masechta, you could get control over the part of Eretz Yisrael that corresponds to that Masechta. Mamela, on the last day of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, he was zoichet to the whole Torah, all 50 levels. In that case, he could see and understand all of Eretz Yisrael. So you could say, Moshe went up to, from the Arve Smoyav to Har and when he went up to Har God showed him the whole Eretz Yisrael. Because now he's Zoycha to understand all of Eretz Yisrael. Now, <clears throat> this is very interesting. By the way, I have um, very, two very Chosheva guests here in the room. Um, Rameer Glassin and Ram Naphtali Glassin. And we're also celebrating another Siyam. Because uh, this year, uh, Rameir and Ram Naphtali produced on all the Parshiyos in the Torah. The Torah Illuminated Series. So we're making a Siyam, not only on this, on this series of Pninei Magadarkiah, we're also making a Siyam on the Torah Illuminated Series. Um, so uh, many times I took Meir and Naftali to uh, Mara Hamach And I want to tell you, we all know who's buried in the Mara Pela. Adam and Chava, Avraham and Sarah, Yitzchak and Rivka, Yaakov and Leah. The Pasuk says that Hashem showed Moshe the Negev. Says Rashi, what did Hashem show Moshe in the Negev? The Maras Hamachpelah. Why is Hashem showing Moshe Rabbeinu the Maras Hamachpelah? If you look in Rashi, Rashi says Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu, the parts of Eretz Yisrael where we had tranquility and where we had destruction. But he's not. This is not a sightseeing tour. So why is Hashem showing Moshe Rabbeinu the Maras Hamachpelah? So you could say, I'm going to tell you a little chiddush, um, guys. The Yalkut Ruveni says that even though the pasuk says nobody knows where Moshe Rabbeinu is buried, we have a tradition Moshe Rabbeinu is buried in Mar Samaelah. He has an underground passageway from Har all the way to Mar Samaelah, and he could travel back and forth. So that's therefore Hashem showed Moshe in Mar Samaelah because that's where he spends some time. Furthermore, Rashi brings that Hashem tells Moshe, go tell Avraham Yitzchak, and Yaakov that the Shvua, the oath that I swore to them, I fulfilled. I'm going to give Kalei Eretz Yisrael. So if that's the case, how is Moshe Rabbeinu supposed to tell Avram, Yitzhak and Yaakov that Hashem fulfilled their oath? So Hashem has to show Moshe where the Avos are buried, so He could then go and tell Avram, Yitzhak and Yaakov Hashem fulfilled His Shvua. Now, you know, the Lashen of the Pasuk, va'yikvar Oisai Baigai, Ba Eretz Mo'yav, and he buried him in the valley in the land of Maya, Mul Basfar, opposite es the layyad azeh. Nobody knew his burial until this day. Now to me, it's very striking. It doesn't say nobody knew where he's buried. It says nobody knew his burial. You know what I think that means? Simply it means nobody understood. Not nobody knew where he's buried. Nobody knows until today why he's buried opposite Beis Pa'ar. Even though, by the way, Rashi brings Moshabinu's Kever as opposite Ba'al Pa'ar to be Mechaper on the Ba'al Pa'ar. But don't think that's the real reason. The real reason is that he was buried opposite Beis Pa'ar but nobody really knows why he's buried there. Yes, it's he's buried there to be Mechaper. But the real reason... Nobody really knows. Next. And all of his strong hand, I bet you most people, they interpret the pasik, and all of his strong hand, that it's going on Hashem. You know, Moshe Rabbeinu did miracles, and the strong hand of Hashem, Rashi says not. Rashi says the strong hand is going on Moshe. That Moshe Rabbeinu accepted the Torah with his hands. Right? There was never a man like Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe's strong hand. And when it says, and all the great Moira, the miracles of Moshe, the strong hand is going on Moshe, not on Hashem. It comes out that we know we're commanded to emulate Hashem. We could even emulate Hashem That just like Hashem has a Yad Chazaka, we can have a Yad Chazaka. Now, how did Moshe have a Yad Chazaka? Literally, he was makabel the Torah with his hands. But I don't think it just means physically he was able to carry the Luchais. Whenever we talk about someone who has prowess in learning, we say Yadav Rav Loi. His hands are strong to him to learn. Learning you do with your hands. You know that you can't just you can't just learn like that. So if your hands are tied, they, you can't learn. You need to learn with your hands. Hands reflect prowess in Torah. another proof to this in the is, I believe the the brother of the Vilna Goyen writes, When Kla, when Kla learns, we take the hands of and... And we make them the hands of Yaakov. So it's possible to emulate Hashem's Yad Chazak. How? When a person has prowess in learning, then they're emulating the Yad Khazak of Hashem. Now this is something very interesting to me. And that is, what is the final message of the Torah? You would think that the final message of the Torah would be very important. So Rashi says, Laine Kal Yisrael, that Moshe Rabbeinu had the ambition, his heart propelled him to break the Luchais. Isn't that interesting? The final message of the Torah is, Moshe Rabbeinu elevated, had ambition, had dreams in Ruchnias. And how did it express itself? He broke the Luchais in front of the eyes of Kal Yisrael. It sounds like You know what the biggest lesson of the life of Moshe Rabbeinu is? Moshe Rabbeinu was the most humble man who ever lived. Nevertheless, even though he had such a lowly opinion of himself on a personal level, at the same time he had the dichotomy that his heart was brimming with so much ambition and so much sheifa for greatness that he could literally take the whole Torah and smash it to smithereens. One day I'm going to give a share on what is a smithereen. But right now I can't explain what a smithereen is. But Moshe, of all the things that Moshe Rabbeinu did in his life, you know what the greatest lesson was? That even though he was so humble, his heart had great ambition to do things for the Jewish people. Nesiyah's Halev, which Rabbeinu Yoyna says is the foundation of the whole Torah. It's the, Rabbeinu Yonah writes in the Shari Tshuva, the Mailoha el of all the mitzvah saseh is uvacharta b'chayim, to aspire to greatness. So at the one hand, Moshe Rabbeinu was the most humble man who ever lived. But on the other hand, he had such big dreams and aspirations to the point where he said that if Klai Yisrael is not observing the Torah, I have no choice but to shatter the Luchais. That was the biggest limud we ever learned from Moshe Rabbeinu. So this concludes Be'ezus Hashem, our shiurim, original insights on V'zoi Sabracha. But Rabbi how could we conclude? We have to start again. So I'm going to tell, share with you something. How sukkah connects into B'reshis. Very simply. <clears throat> the Maril says, anyone who builds a sukkah, he becomes a shutuf. Oh, we have my good friend, Reb Chaim Ziman live in studio. Uh, anyone who... Any, come anyone who say hello anyone anybody who builds a sukkah he becomes a partner with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and master Barashas so now that we build the sukkah now we're ready for safer Barashas so that's how we segue and uh, that's how we segue the umtif of sukkahs into Barashas so that begins us on our new cycle and, and of course this I want to sh- we're going to have one more segment not only your favorite time of the week your favorite time of the year Imponderables on Vizay Sabracha. Yes. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com